Thanks for listening to Hanging With The Sardellas Podcast Con Mama and Dada There's some Gracias, Ariela. Familia, we have a special guest today that I have a lot to thank for because he came to the rescue after Edgar got stung by a bee. <laughs> That's right. We met him for the first time a week ago and he basically saved my life. <laughs> it was just a bee. <laughs> we don't know, babe. It could have been a killer bee. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, right. get ready to be inspired by our friend Brandon Wright, who has every reason not to be successful in life, but instead he converted his life disadvantages into his competitive advantages and has a beautiful testimony to share coming up next. When you're a Delta Sky Miles Reserve American Express card member, your favorite meal in another city is just an online booking away. Así que conocerás dónde se consigue el mejor pan dulce to have with your morning cafecito in LA. Where's the best pupuseria in the Bay? ¿Y dónde encontrar la salsa verde más rica en San Antonio? Because you're the travel foodie. The Delta Sky Miles Reserve American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know reserve. Before we continue, we'd like to thank God for giving us another opportunity to hang out with you. My name is Edgar Sotelo, also known as your boy on the radio. And this is my beautiful wife, Janet. Hola, hola. Brandon, bienvenido, hermano. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yes. Thanks for having me. I will never forget how we met because we were at our friend Scott Juiceman's event, boxing event in Simi Valley a week ago. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I felt this tremendous pain on my neck slash back of my head. All I saw was you like just leaning forward and then I'm like, what's going on? You look like you were in so much pain. But at the same time, we were there to watch a, a fight, a boxing match. And all these guys are fighting for their lives. And you're over here in so much pain that I was like, are you serious, Edgar? Like, what the heck? What's that boxing saying? Uh, fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they definitely got Ironic. me. Guys, it was the most painful situation. I just slapped the back of my head and I was like, what is this pain from? What's going on? And it was an out door event right and all of a sudden out of instinct i grabbed the back of my head i grabbed something and then i just threw it and it was a bee <laughs> and the bee was on the floor like just wilding out and that's when the pain really came in and i'm like babe do you see anything in the back of my head and you're like oh my gosh the yes it was throbbing and then brandon's like oh yeah it's right here let me take it off so brandon <laughs> is sitting to my left and brandon is this like huge super buff guy like over six feet just ripped and i just feel his hand which is like the size of my entire head my head looked like a baseball in his hand you know what i'm saying and then he just squeezed the back of my head like some of you ladies like to squeeze your man's zit out you know what i'm saying <laughs> don't say ill you love to do that <laughs> and he just got the stinger out and i felt way better so anyways that's how i met yeah. brandon 
And I thank you so much, Brandon, for coming to my rescue, bro. It's just funny because ironically, about two days later, my daughter got stung by a bee. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah, she reached out and pulled the stinger out and kept moving. She didn't bother. She's a soccer practice. No, what you guys but, don't know is that Edgar is <laughs> a crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> what Brandon's trying to say is... Yeah, this 10-year-old is tougher than you. <laughs> <laughs> my 10-year-old daughter did not do... Todo el circo and show you did when you got stuck by me. I almost wanted to stop the fight and call the, the paramedics in for me. They're trying to be tough. Anyways, your daughter's special, man. Uh, real quick, what does she just win? Um, she just goes to these amazing taekwondo tournaments, right? Yes. So she's been competing for about three years now. Uh, she just won her combat sparring which is a foam baton sparring event and then a uh, hand-to-hand combat so sparring so she won the california state title Amazing. in both of those events she's the 2020 champion so this is her repeat on the con- congratulations mia yeah. she is such a sweet humble confident girl yeah it's you guys are doing an amazing job you and paula yes yes and she's half latina yes as well half black yes. costa rican and black white she's she's the melting pot Está representando al cien. i love it so brandon also after you see <laughs> who is brandon after you rescued my life uh, we started to get to know each other our wives started chatting obviously we met your beautiful daughter and you know you t- started telling me a little bit about your life story and i was just so inspired man because you have every reason or every excuse in the book to not be where you're at today. A great father, a great husband, a community leader, and you also work in law enforcement. You have what somebody would say a successful personal and professional life. Mm. But usually when you meet somebody like that, you would want to ask, what are the three things that got you success? But I want to ask you today, what are the three things why you shouldn't be successful that many people would say you know what if brandon were lost in the world right now an alcoholic or drug addict or just doing terrible things we would understand because of what he's lived through Mm. so what are some of those things that should have kept you down in life and not allow you to reach the heights that you reach today growing up uh santa barbara if you haven't been there santa barbara is obviously a gorgeous place to to live in a great place to grow up, but it's very affluent, very wealthy community. So growing up on the other side of those tracks (laughs) where you may not always have a home, uh, sleeping in the back of a car, whatever, you know, whatever situation is, staying with with, uh, relatives and those kind of things. So coming from the the poverty side of that line or the other side of the poverty line, the gap is much wider. Did we know we were poor? No. I mean, there were four of us growing up for the most part. Uh, Eventually became six siblings, but growing up, we we had each other, you know what I mean? You mm. give me a ball, I'm going to be in the street. You know, the examples we had growing up weren't always the best. I say that, but I kind of have to appreciate the fact that they weren't the best. Starting out with just not really having all the bells and whistles your friends on the street had, um, or sometimes not even having the house, <laughs> you know, going through your childhood, kind of going between the two parents. It was right around this time that we were actually in, uh, we were living in a trailer, uh, an RV type of thing, inside of a trailer park. Pops couldn't pay the bills. Mom and dad separated. When they separated, I was probably about that third grade age range. Yeah, so um, about eight or nine years old. Yeah, somewhere in there. And uh, no longer paying the, the rent for the RV parking spot, they decided to move the trailer to the street, or my, my dad does. So we're sitting on the street and four kids living in a trailer. <laughs> now, Pops has always been in that drug game. So, you know, for him, you know, disappearing for hours to go get high somewhere was, was a thing, you know, it was, we may not have understood what was going on. We just knew if he says we're back in 30 minutes, it was probably closer to three hours, you know? 
Mm. Well, you know, at this time there's a knock on the door and we did our typical everybody hide, but my old, my brother's four years older than I am. So he was the big kid. So he'd open the door and he'd just start hearing the, the police officers talking like, Hey, where's your dad? And they knew him, you know, there's, there's, there's a history between my pops and Santa Barbara police department. So they explained it, but now we're been left alone in the street, you know, no water hookups, no power, you know, you just, you know, you're in a trailer. So they took us into custody and put us into kind of started a journey into short lived journey, thankfully, but into uh, the child protective services. Is it, is that considered foster care? <clears throat> yeah. So my brother and I were the two oldest, and then I have two sisters uh, behind me. At this time, the boys went one way, the girls went another. Kind of separated the, the siblings. Wow. You know, there's there's some uh, discrepancies between all of us as to how long we were in the system, but it was uh, at least six months or so, let's say. But you know, in that time, my mom was off getting married in Hawaii. You know, she's trying to start her new life separately. You know, she she finds out we're in foster care, comes back, and she now goes to the process trying to find us all. So. She finally gathered us. It wasn't until about the fourth grade that everything sort of stabilized. But Pops was arrested right in front of us, you know, um, and watching, you know, going through this process of, of watching your dad get arrested and thinking, you know, well, what do you do now? Yeah. As you talk, as you asked me about the three things, you know, some of those things is growing up poor, not having anything to really look forward to. There was no, there was no Atari. There was no, you know, Nintendos and stuff with Segas and all that stuff. You know, so coming out of poverty is one of those things, and, and, and you can continue that cycle. You know, kids learn their financial education from their parents, unfortunately. You know, the education system does not teach you money, doesn't teach you how to balance a right. checkbook or pay off credit card debt. That, that's not taught. So you get into that, and it took a long time for me to come over that, overcome that one. <laughs> yeah. Still doing it. But then the other one is, you know, you know, pops and most of my family, not most, but a lot of the family members on one half of the family, you know, in and out of prison and, you know, constantly throughout my life. Uh, as far as my dad specifically, you know, I think by the time I was 18, 19, 20 years old, estimating the time served, it was somewhere in that. And, and this is off and on. It wasn't one sentence, but it's about half my life at that time. You know, you're talking about eight to 10 years. Wow. There is no father figure in the house. And even before when he was there, the, the memory was he's on the couch high. <laughs> so you learned that the father figure was your brother who's four years older. Right. That dynamic does its thing. Well, luckily around the fourth grade, mom got us back and we stabilized. And <clears throat> as far as staying in one location, going to the same schools, and then finally getting into junior high and high school. But I guess the second thing of those three things that you asked about, number two is really just not falling into the same path mm -hmm. that, you know, Pops is going down, uh, you know, the uncles, the cousins. There's a ton of them that ended up in trouble and out and in, in, in a lot of big trouble. <laughs> right. Um, so seeing that path and that destructive behavior really just helped me see that and allowed me to guide away from you. Can choose your you can choose your path, right? Right. You can follow what everyone else is doing, and you see where that's leading them. Um, and then you can fall into that victim mentality of this is this is a circumstance against me. Yeah, I can't overcome this. This mountain's too high. Whatever the case is, everybody's beating me down. Or you just say I'm going to just start taking steps in this other new direction. Um, you know, whether you want to call it the proverbial fork in the road or whatever it is, you know, I'm just going to move this way right. and, and no one else has gone this way mm -hmm. Wow. In, 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 in my life, you know, that I've seen, um, <clears throat> hands on, I mind you, I'm in high school, you know, dealing with people who's got Olympic medalist parents and, <laughs> you know, doctors and lawyers. And you're going, man, we're in, we're in the Hills of Santa Barbara looking at three level homes and properties and indoor pools going, this is insane. Meanwhile, you know, it's just two to a bed you know, or yeah. two to a room and stuff like that. So overcoming that victim mentality, overcoming yeah. those, the circumstances really is a, is a choice. And I don't know if I even consciously made the 
choice not to be the victim in the situation. It was just, let's just divert and go yeah. that way. Why why go follow the wrong path? You, you bring up a great point, Brandon, because so many times when we have bad examples in our life, right? And we end up kind of repeating that cycle of our parents or grandparents or brothers or sisters and we kind of continue that chain of negativity and that curse upon our families we say well it's no surprise that i ended up the same it's the only example i saw right but you flipped it you're like yes that's the only example i saw but that's all i needed to know that i definitely didn't want to do that for my life Okay, but I have a question. Not only did he go the opposite way, right, and didn't become a victim about the situation, he went into law enforcement. <laughs> right. Did you have family uh, like go up against you? Like, what the heck? What are you doing? <laughs> like, uh, still do. Yeah, that, that's. <laughs> um, that, I commend you for that. And why did you decide to go into law enforcement after seeing the, everything you saw? It's funny because you, you take a step back and you look at your life sometimes, and you just kind of go. As I tell the story to people, to me, it's just. That's what I did. You know what I mean? And just the history of Brandon isn't anything spectacular to me. But people say, oh, man, you need to tell people this, right? Is probably in the sixth grade, I remember graduating from a program, DARE, right? They used to have DARE yeah. everywhere. Drug abuse, resistance education. And it was one of those things where I was getting DARE at home, you know, as a kid, right? I'm watching right. crack and weed and every heroin, every the, the worst drugs you can think of. So graduating from DARE and being one of the prouder moments of my elementary schools, you know, childhood. I remember walking across that stage, getting a certificate and just having a shirt on and being all proud about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the Santa Barbara PD officers that would come in and bring the dogs and talk to you. It wasn't that they were trying to hand you an application in the sixth grade. It was just, they're telling you what they do. And that kind of resonated. It was the whole, don't do drugs, don't do drugs. So I'm thinking, the cops are saying, don't do drugs. And I see, I've seen this growing up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look like that on the couch or, you know, mm-hmm. God forbid an overdose. You know, so that was probably kind of the start of it. And then once I got into high school, you know, football really took over and that became the gym rat that became, you know, working on, working on getting bigger, faster, stronger. Um, but having a coach or two that really kind of stands up there and motivates and whether or not they were trying to be the motivating coach, cause he wasn't the head coach at the time. <laughs> it was a coach, Bob Archer, and he kind of was whether he knows it or not to this day <laughs> was kind of the one figure that I looked at that was speaking things that resonated the most. <clears throat> He became um, like a role model. By all accounts, it was that became the, the I don't want to upset Coach Archer. Oh. Um, the head coach was newer. My previous coach was now in prison. Uh, so, there you, you know, go. The, the, the freshman coach. Yeah. So, yeah. Anybody who does something to get you arrested, you know, I kind of have to start to veer away from that, you know, yeah. and that, that was kind of the mentality because that was everything. Nothing good ever came from someone committing crimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, right. um, so in a way, Brandon, you going into law enforcement, right, is you trying to stop and help other families go through what you went through. You know what I'm saying? If you can get that message out yeah. of don't do drugs. Uh, don't fall into these uh, criminal activities. And because you're not just in law enforcement, man, but you go out and you speak at schools and you speak around uh, California and beyond, you know what I'm saying? So you're really out there trying to be this positive force and, and share your testimony and story, hopefully resonate with other kids yeah. that with your age, that maybe be going through the same thing you were going at that age. You know what I'm saying? And, and Janet, you've brought this up before, you know, that a lot of times in life, you may have the recipe for disaster, right? Like whatever's going on in your life, whatever circumstances have been given to you it may be all the perfect ingredients to cook up a disaster but just because the ingredients are there and the recipes there doesn't mean you need to cook it you could choose not to cook that recipe that's a branded 
and exactly babe and we just commend you for that bro like it is a huge inspiration again you have every right and every reason to have not been successful and where you're at today but you chose the opposite and you've used your disadvantages and they've become your competitive advantage and really your purpose that pain you felt as a child and through middle school has now become your purpose as an adult and coming up next i just want to ask you how are things with your father today how are things with your mom today and how's it been being a father yourself without having a father figure that set the example in the right way coming up next we'll dive into that BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Brandon, how's your relationship with your mom and your father today? You know, after speaking about some of the major things that would have driven anybody to live a difficult life as an adult, right? Like separation at a young age from your parents, addiction. Uh, drug addiction from your father, ended up locked up, ended up in the system, in the foster care system, poverty, etc. And a lot of times when we grow up, we can blame a lot of things on our parents mm-hmm. and hold them responsible for whatever traumas we may have how's your relationship today with your mom and your father um you know it's funny because i've always kind of being the fact that i separated and kind of went my own path i've always kept everything at a distance i talked to my mom you know probably via text or on the phone but as far as my pops knew man i haven't talked to him in a few years um there was an there was an incident that happened um but I'm actually at a point now where I kind of have to overcome that anyway. And his health is deteriorating and dementia and whatever else is, he's dealing with. So, you know, got to make sure I, I make good on, on, on that relationship before I can't. So, you know, it's kind of a, uh, that's evolving still as it always has. Brandon, unfortunately, there are many men like yourself that are now finding themselves as fathers, but they never had a father figure that set the best example of what a father should be like, whether because they're just a horrible parent or they just weren't present. How have you been able to maneuver that? I saw you with your daughter and your wonderful wife, Paola, as well. And as Janet said earlier, the confidence that your daughter has and all the things she's accomplished. How have you been able to manage that, Hermano? Taking on the father role, obviously, is, is something you should <laughs> sit down and decide to do, right? Um, unfortunately, a lot of people are kind of thrust into it, whether they wanted to do it or not. Um, you know, but for, for Paul and I, we sat down right before we got married back in 2006 and we laid out the plan. Where do we want to be at this point? And, you know, worked it backwards and, you know, buying the house, getting, you know, securing that, paying off all the debt then having a child. That plan, you know, basically was running like clockwork for, and still is for the most part. But as far as preparing yourself for that, I've always, if I go to a party and there's kids, I'll, a lot of times I'll play with, you know, play with the kids because kids are just there to have fun. <laughs> I don't need to get caught up in the drama. You know, one, of the, one of the things that came 
out of my childhood was I've never drank alcohol and I've never done drugs. I've never done. So I couldn't even tell you. So when you're over, when, when the groups are in this in the corner, you know, tapping kegs and then pouring drinks, that's not me. So the kids can't do it. So we go over there and they're just, they're just having pure fun. You know what I mean? So I end up, I be, you know, you saw me, um, I become the jungle gym. You know, these kids are hanging off me from every limb <laughs> <laughs> and we're just playing, having fun. So, you know, naturally caretaking has become a thing. It's funny because, you know, usually the father in, the, in, the, in a, in a relationship is, you know, we're, we're learning the diapers, we're learning the bottles and all that stuff. Well, my younger brother is 10 years younger and my sister's about 12 or 13 years younger, number five and six in the family. Well, at 10 years old, my mom's working. We're making, we're changing diapers. We're making bottles. We're, we're caring for the children, for these for these infants, right? So it was natural. He didn't know any better. He just figured <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, it's interesting, bro, because, again, it's another example that your disadvantages became your, your, advantage, yeah. your advantage now, right? I, I speak about this often, especially to immigrants or first-generation Latinos uh, or immigrants from wherever they may be where English wasn't their first language, right? Like myself, being an immigrant from Ocotlan, Jalisco, Mexico, I found myself translating a lot of mail that my parents got. I found myself a lot on the phone doing business, uh, paying bills for my parents because they didn't understand the language, right? right? And what a lot of times at that age seemed like a burden was a lot to carry for a eight-year-old, you know, to be dealing with, hey, you know, we're past due on this, or we got to figure out this other bill, or we got to go talk to the social security office, or we got to go talk to whatever it is, right? Deal with whatever situation. It actually prepared me on what adulthood is at a very young age, and it taught me responsibility. Yeah, that's right. And empowered me. Babe, you went through the same thing with your parents. So you can see in in a lot of those situations, if you pull back the lens on the camera a little farther, learning those skills at that age, like Mia will get up on stage and uh, and do a public announcement at her school, or she's gone in front of my my station for the holiday party, and she has a speech she does for law enforcement. Um, I can actually send you the video. It's it's powerful. But at eight, nine, ten years old, for a kid to be able to, to call on the bill collectors of the IRS, God forbid, adults don't want to do that, right? right. These are things that adults don't like to do because... Right. They've had no training in it. They have no no skill in it. So to learn those skills as a young kid, when you become an adult, it's just natural. You try and, as as far as a father, you know, you you put her out there, put them out there, and get them involved. Have them talk to people. You know, at this point, it's kind of on autopilot. You know, right. she'll walk up in anybody wearing a vet hat or a veteran shirt and thank them for their service. That's amazing. She has business business cards me has made for. <laughs> she hands out the cops. that just says, "I got your back." You know, thank you for your service. Aww. She's made. She's a 3D printer where she 3D printed challenge coins. Oh, you're um, such a proud dad. I love that. And guess <laughs> what? You have an amazing wife too that, you know, she, oh, yes. I thank God for her because she has given you the strength and the support that you've needed, you know? And not only do I thank God for her, but for, you know, allowing us to meet and getting to know you guys. And yeah. I thank God for protecting you, you know, growing up and those scenarios and taking yeah. us back in time right now thank you for opening up to us and hanging out yeah. with us it's it's amazing how god has protected you and appointed you to be such a leader in our community and i thank you for that thank you especially being a person of color with the way situations are right now you know with law enforcement and the community and so on and so forth it's great that you're in there trying to be the change and be a positive light from within because we need more of that so thank you so much for for your service to our community as well and uh before we wrap up, have you tapped into any therapy or counseling to help you with a lot of things you lived in your childhood? I've gone more for like the marriage counseling stuff. We just go sit down and talk. Yeah. Um, whether there's problems or not, I've, 
I did one-on-one for a little bit. Uh, the way I process things tends to, this is just me. Everybody's different. Um, the way I process things, I tend to assess for what they are. They, things are what they are and whether I can deal with them or not. And ultimately I would like to try and deal with it now and get it away with, get it away from me. You know, the childhood's obviously in the past. And I think I've, I've come to terms with what it was. So my side, you know, the, the, the counselor will sit there in front of me and go, why are you here? Um, <laughs> I'm here because my wife wanted me to be here. But, <laughs> um, you know. Told you she's a strong woman. <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be where I'm at. You know what I mean? So that, she's definitely the foundation. She's not here to listen to me, so I don't have to say that. But <laughs> she, she, You're late. She has me in a chokehold right now. But yeah. now she released me since I said that. <laughs> I'm now safe. But, you know, with everything in total, you know, just kind of sum up the whole thing for, for the kids. And that's yeah. ultimately why I do most of this and put out the, the information, spend my own time to go to schools and talk to whatever event you can, even one-on-one, just to try and keep kids away from this because the prevalence of drugs today is just insane. And yeah. I've seen where it takes people. Yeah. But I can say, regardless of your circumstances, of a childhood that, that was rough, <laughs> there's six of us. And I said, number one became a producer in uh, the entertainment industry and is currently still producing stuff. Number two is me and I'm an officer in uh, law enforcement. I've got number three, who's got her doctorate in education, who's a school principal in Los Angeles. I got number four, who's a doctorate or her juris doctorate, right? Attorney doctor (laughs) and runs an MLS soccer club's legal team. And number five is running cheesecake factories and promoting through the ranks there in Arizona. Number six runs like Lakeshore Elementary or Lakeshore Learning Center's marketing stuff. So you got six kids who came from dirt and all really just had each other and, and mom, right? you know, rose to levels of success that isn't seen in the family on, on, especially on one half of the family. And there's some cousins that that are doing well, but for six to come out of that group, (laughs) I I, I step back at that one. I just kind of go, damn, you know, you don't realize it while it's happening. It's pretty amazing. But you know what? Again, you all had the recipe for disaster, the ingredients, but you chose not to cook the recipe and chose a different path. And instead of being a victim to your past, you became a creator of your own future. What an inspiration. That is awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Brandon, with us today and our listeners. And for those of you listening, I just whatever your circumstance may be right now, whatever the world says that should be the outcome because of the difficult things you're going through right now, just know that there's a different path that you can choose for and there's a different plan that God has for you because God says he has a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. And also in the Bible, it says that what the enemy meant for evil, God can use for good. That doesn't mean there isn't going to be pain and suffering. Yes, of course. But don't allow those difficult moments to be in vain. And you have the opportunity to break the chain Amen. in your family of negativity And start your own chain, your own branch within the family tree that bears different fruit like Brandon and his siblings have done. Amen. I love that. Brandon, do you share your social media or is there a way uh, if people can reach out to you? If somebody listens to this and feels like I need to talk to him or. Absolutely. So my fitness stuff is all done through. Well, that's pretty much all I use now anyway. But through Be Righteous. So B-W-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-U-S. Fit. F-I-T. So that's on. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. So it's Be Righteous Fit. And we'll write it in our description of this episode so you can go ahead and check it out there at Be Righteous Fit. Brandon, 
Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us, man. And uh, we got to hang out soon. Hopefully, no killer bees around. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> because I want, I want our daughters, Ariela and Alani, who are five and three, to hang out with Mia, with yeah. Mia, and just soak in that confidence and that girl power that she has, man. It's so cool. Absolutely. I think next time we got to interview Mia. Yeah, <laughs> we need. A, oh. She needs her whole episode. Facts on facts. She'd love it. Paola también. Saludos a Paola. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate you, brother. Paola says hi to you guys. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Blessings, man. That was really, really inspirational, babe. That was. And you know, it just reminds me also growing up and you know not having a green card, no teniendo documentos, y siempre tenías el temor de la migra, etc. And thankfully. You know, my family and I, we had the blessing to eventually get a green card and now U.S. citizens. But even going through that pain and that fear and that suffering as a child, knowing that it allowed me to appreciate life and opportunities in this country more. Absolutely. Because of that fear. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's like it really is like what what are you going to turn those circumstances into? And just hopefully you're empowered and inspired by Brandon's story. Los queremos mucho. Thank you for hanging out with us. We'll catch you soon. Remember, don't allow anyone or anything to steal your joy or your peace. Remember to love, serve and celebrate each other. And please share our podcast. If you want to link up with us. Yes. Follow us on hashtag Los Otelos or Los Otelos dot com. Thanks for listening to Hanging With the Sardellas Podcast. Good mom and dad. It's a fast day Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.